Praise God, it's good to be with you again and uh, to enjoy fellowship with you. Uh, I was given the uh, topic for I am the light of the world and that's where we're going to uh, be looking. But we're going to start with the darkness of the world. So um, let's first have a look in 1 John chapter 5. And um, verse 19, we know that we are of God and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. In John's Gospel in chapter 17, we read this, Jesus, uh, this, is, uh, this is the Lord's Prayer by the way, John 17. And uh, Jesus is praying and talking about his disciples. Uh, Verse 13, I come to you and these things I speak in the world that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And verse 20, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may be one, as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And then one, uh, John's Gospel, chapter 3, and verse 19. Where Jesus has uh, said to Nicodemus that uh, uh, he wasn't sent into the world to condemn the world. But also we must remember that he also said, he who does not believe is condemned already, which is why he didn't have to do it. Verse 19, this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. The darkness in the world is a result of uh, the fall of man and uh, the fact that um, the uh, domination of the world or or the rule of the world has been handed over. Uh, God handed it to Adam and Eve and then they handed it over to Lucifer. And uh, so the God of this world, as the Lord said, holds sway in the world. So the world is in darkness. There is a darkness and we, we're not just talking about an absence of light. We're talking about a, a darkness that is in the world, a darkness that covers the land, which is the darkness of those who are seeking to do their own will rather than to do God's will. Rather than to walk 
in the light of God's word, they are prepared to walk in the darkness of their own ideas and their own intelligence. Uh, We are living in a time when mankind believes that his intelligent uh, intelligence trumps the word of God. Okay, and so uh, we will have a little discussion before about uh, how uh, the word of God is reinterpreted uh, because of the age in which we live. It now has to uh, match up to what the world believes rather than the world having to match up to what the word of God says. Okay, That's what's happening in our world today. And many Christians are being suckered into that as well and, and compromising uh, the word of God. What the word of God states definitely, we are saying, ah, oh, well, maybe that was for then, but for now. We've moved on. Uh, we have, uh, in fact, I uh, read a comment from uh, 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 a minister who had said that um, we, we are sort of being instructed to believe the word of God as we did in Sunday school, but now we've grown up and we've moved on from that. Um, unfortunately, we haven't grown up <laughs> Uh, we are still like children with toys. We're playing at living. So there's this, this darkness the scripture talks about that has covered the world. And uh, uh, the darkness of selfishness, of, of self-determination. Uh, um, you know, I am the uh, ruler of my own uh, life. I am the captain of my fate uh, and of my own destiny. Uh, that is the idea, and that's the, uh, if you like, the temptation that Lucifer brought right at the beginning. Um, surely God has not said. And then, uh, God doesn't want you to be like him, because he knows that in the day you eat of this tree, you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And And there's that... Um, pressure that temptation in the world that, that we know better than God knows. Because God has been brought down, uh, not to being God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth, who spoke things into existence, who out of nothing brought everything, and fashioned everything, uh, that Jesus, who is the one that uh, through whom all things were made, and without him was not anything made that was made, and in him all things hold together. That's an amazing thought, you know, that in Jesus Christ all things hold together. But you see, in the minds of men and women today, that is not so. We're just here by happenstance. Uh, It's chance, random chance, that here we are, uh, as we are. And uh, so God is not worshipped as God Almighty. Even in churches, he's not worshipped as God Almighty. He may be worshipped as God of my salvation, but not God of my creation. Not God who made everything. There are so many who have diminished the almightiness 
of God. And that is the darkness that is in the world, not recognizing God for who he is. And uh, in Romans chapter 1, it talks about this, that God not being recognized as creator brings with it a judgment. And I'll leave you to look at Romans 1 yourself to read what the judgment is that God says. One of the things that he does say, though, is that he gives them over to whatever it is that they want to do because they do not recognize him as creator God. He, therefore, gives them over so they can indulge themselves in whichever way they want. Darkness in the world and over the world and doesn't help men and women to live their lives to their full potential. But we do have a remedy for the darkness. And I'd rather major on the light than on the darkness. We'd all rather walk in the light, one would assume, than in the darkness. I remember as a child, I used to be a, a, a chorister in a, in a church. Uh, just imagine it. Um, boy treble. I could hit those high notes. Uh, <laughs> but most of the time I mind. Okay, wicked. <laughs> but we used to have rehearsals. And uh, we lived in Reddit at the time. And, well, that's where the church was in the town. And we lived outside. My father worked on the land. So we lived uh, just outside of Redditch. And uh, so I had to come home. It was okay coming home from... Um, the church on the bus uh, to the, where we lived. Lots of light. But the street where we lived, the road that we lived in, only had one light. Halfway up. And I would walk to halfway up, but I wouldn't walk any further until my dad came and walked up with me. You see, I didn't like the dark. I was afraid of the dark. And so we should be. Not the absence of light in that, but afraid of the darkness that is talked about here. It's something that we should not wish to embrace at all. What I longed for was that light, to get to that light, and then, in the light, see my dad coming. I could only see my dad in the light, you see. And you can only see God in the light. Because God can't be in darkness, did you know that? Because in him there is no darkness at all. You can only see God in the light. And because there is so much darkness in the world today, many, many people cannot see God because they're not looking for him in the light or in the right place. In uh, John's Gospel again, and uh, in chapter 1, I think it is, yeah, chapter 1. Uh, I read, uh, I, I quoted the first uh, few verses there. Um, and verse 4 says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not understand it. 
There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the light, the true light, which gives light to every man that comes into the world. And then we read this, I hope, when I can find it. In uh, John chapter 9 and verse 5. The one whom John was witness of. Jesus says, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. The light of the world. The one who came to bring understanding uh, for the world. Understanding of the Father. The idea of the Father was a God who was distant. He'd given the set of rules, obey the rules and that's fine, but we can't obey the rules, what do we do? And, and Jesus was sent into the world to bring light to the world. Uh, that all the way through the Old Testament, God had been giving indication of his grace and of his salvation. It's all there through uh, the Old Testament. Uh, Paul made it clear to Timothy uh, that the scriptures that they had uh, would make them wise unto salvation. It was there in the scriptures that God was a God of grace. He was not a God detached, as so many thought. A God who, who just left it all to run on its own. But he was a God who cared. A God who wanted to draw near. A God who wanted to walk with. The people that he had created. And Jesus came to show the, the express image of the Father in Jesus Christ. And so when he came, he showed the world what the Father was like. So much so that he said, the words that I speak, the things that I do are not mine, but they are what the Father has given me to bring. This is God manifest. In the flesh. This is the Father showing Himself to the world. Want to know what God is like? See what Jesus is like. He is God's express image. And as long as He was in the world, He was a shining light in the world, only in that tiny place. Because He never moved out of as far as we know. Scripture doesn't say that He did, even though there is some legend that He came to Britain. And did those feet hear nature? I always want to answer that question. No! <laughs> but anyway. Anyway. I don't want to upset uh, the Women's Institute. Um, so where was that? Yes. Only in that small country. He shone such a bright light... That within a hundred years of his death and resurrection, the world knew about him. Because the light shone and shone and shone and continues to shine to this very day. The light of Jesus Christ. Whilst he was in the world, he was confined to that one uh, geographical spot. 
but his light was shining. And people were being drawn to his light. And they were finding that in him, indeed, the, the darkness was dispelled. The darkness of their own lives, the darkness of their own heart, the darkness of understanding was being dispelled in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so they gathered to him. And they found that in him everything was as he said. Of course, there came that dreadful time when, when he was nailed to a cross. And, and they wondered, is the light being extinguished? But actually, the light was not being extinguished on the cross. It was being prepared for a greater brightness, a greater explosion that would come after his resurrection and ascension. Uh, do note that Jesus ascended into heaven, uh, which is where he is now, uh, seated at the right hand of God. The first human uh, being, the first human being seated at the right hand of God in heaven. He is the first one to be there. And that's where his position is. And he is our the first fruits of those that know him and love him who also have their position at the right hand of God. We are seated together with Christ in heavenly places. That is our position now. That is what the word of God tells us. That so we therefore see things not through the darkness of the world but through the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We can look at the situation that is going on in the world today and we can make sense of it through the light that we have. The light of the word of God. Does his light shine in you? Because that is the important thing for us. Yes, Jesus is the light of the world, but now he is stationed in the heavenly. So does that mean that the light is no longer here? Well, obviously we know that it's not true, because his light is in us. He said to his disciples, let your light so shine before men that they may see the works of God and glorify God. His light in us. Oh, now not confined to one spot, one geographical place on the planet. But that light now shines across the world. In every part of the world, there are those within whom the light of Jesus Christ shines. From them. Well, let's... I should be blinded by the brightness, shouldn't I, from you people? I should be. And you should be blinded from the brightness. But his light shines in us, and not only in us, but from us. That light should shine, you see. It should be noticeable. We should stick out like sore thumbs in the world, because we should be so different from the rest of the world. And I trust that that is true. 
if you ever try to give change in a shop where they've given you too much, they will look at you strangely and wonder what on earth you are doing. I remember once I tried to give some money back. <coughs> I, I was uh, taking benefits from the government at the time. I was unemployed. And they gave me too much. So I went to the place and I said, you've given me too much money, I want to give some of it back. And they have no structure to take money back. <laughs> they didn't know what to do about it. <laughs> Let me tell you, they took it. <laughs> <laughs> but they had no structure for taking it back. Because, well, who in their right mind is going to give the government money back when you've had too much? Well, I trust all of us would. Have you ever gone back to a shop a day or two later and said, you gave me too much change the last time I was in? That's the light shining. The light in us shining out. But listen, that light shining in us must shine in as well. Does his light shine in you? Are there dark corners in you that he doesn't have access to? Because there shouldn't be. There shouldn't be any dark corners in us if his light shines in us. Because his light is a light that casts no shadow. I, I, I don't understand that. I don't understand the physics of light, okay? I don't understand the physics of much at all, really. All I do know is that if I fall out of a tree, I'll hit the ground and not float up. That's physics. It happens. But the physics of light, and light has uh, properties. That apparently has photons and things like that. No, 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 no. Words I know, words I know that are English. Okay, but what, what that conveys, I don't know. But you can measure light. You can measure the speed of light. Do you know you can't measure the speed of darkness as far as I understand it but you can measure the speed of light 186,000 miles per second I understand okay I've never caught it up yet but but light has properties and so for us if we see a light if there's something in the way of the light it casts a shadow it, it doesn't in Jesus you know in heaven there's going to be no sun the light is Jesus, he is the light of heaven. And it casts no shadow, as far as I understand it. Okay. That's the light that should shine in our hearts. There should be no shadows, you see. No bits in our heart that he doesn't have access to. That doesn't mean to say that everything we do, we should do out in the public. There are certain things, of course, that we keep private, and so we should. But there should be nothing that we, were, we are ashamed of. Nothing that we want to hide. Now, we all have times when we wished we hadn't done it, we hadn't said it, and we hope nobody hears of it. One of the great joys, let me tell you, of not being a celebrity is that not every word that you speak is posted all over the internet. I feel sorry sometimes for the celebrities. I do. I do. Um, 
I feel sorry that A, they don't know how to keep their mouths shut, and B, that everything that they say gets plastered abroad, no matter what nonsense it is. Because some people seem to think that because you're a celebrity, your view must be important. Well, it's not. The view that's important is his word, is his light shining in us. As the old hymn writer put that, eternal light, eternal light. How pure the soul must be to stand before your burning light. Can we do that? Do we allow him access to every part of our life so that in us there dwells no darkness? In him there is none. How about in us? There should be no darkness. That's how we can be one. You know, Jesus prayed uh, to the Father that his followers, those that came after his immediate disciples, not just for the disciples, but for those that would come after. That's us. That's us. That we might be one. That we might be one in him. That his light might so shine in us. That the world would see that God sent Jesus. Wow. We live in such a a confused world. And we are part of such a confused church as well. And we're not surprised that the word of God tells us that these things will be. Okay. It says that these things will be towards the end time. But for those that claim to know him, and I don't mean just know about him. There's loads of people that know about Jesus that don't know him. I know about a lot of people. Know lots about a lot of people that I've never met, that I'm unlikely to, I don't know them, but I know about them. And there are so many people that know about Jesus that think because they know about him, that's sufficient. But it's not. The scripture talks about knowing him intimately. Having such a relationship with him. That he is part of our waking and sleeping and moving. He is part of everything that we do. That without him, there is nothing that we can do. But in him, and he in us brings about a wonderful, wonderful union with him. And those that have that testimony and that knowledge of him should be bound together in a unity. Not a uniformity, but a unity of purpose, a unity of love in him, A unity of destination. Everybody wants the unity of destination. We all want to go to heaven. However we see it. But it should bring about that. Not for our benefit. But for the benefit of a world that lives in darkness. That they might see the light that is in Jesus. And according to the word of God, the way they see it. Is when we are bound together in that Union with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. When the light 
of the world who gives purpose and point to the world, that light shining in us, shining from us, and enveloping us in his glorious light. Are you living in the light? You see, the word of God tells us that if we live in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship one with another. That's a great thing to have. Just trying to find that. I think it's in John's Gospel somewhere. Uh, Sorry, in the Epistles of John. And I shall not be able to just drop on it. Of course, you'll know that. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and don't practice the truth. (laughs) There's sermon after sermon in this lot. Um, You're not going to get them all. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Read on the rest of the book. If the light, if we are walking in his light, all of us then, that's when we have fellowship with one another. That's when we can encourage We can correct. We can even rebuke without offense when we are walking in the light. That's when the world sees Jesus in us and through us. And they need to see him. The world today desperately needs to see him. And the church of Jesus Christ desperately needs to be showing the light of Jesus in our lives and through our lives. The question, obviously, for every one of us, that we have to seek for ourselves and have to determine for ourselves, is there any part of my life that he has no access to? Is his light shining through me? Am I enjoying fellowship with people who also have that testimony that the light of the world (coughs) shines in them. Let's just pray. (coughs) Lord, it's so easy to get detached from your word. We, We live in a world that there's so much information washing about We can get so much information and there's so much confusion that it's easy for us to be caught up in it. But, oh God, you have given us a remedy for all of that in the Lord Jesus Christ and that as part of his kingdom, as part of those who name his name as Lord and Savior, you have said that we have a a marvelous advantage of being able to fellowship together, to love one another 
as you have loved us. Oh Lord, what a tremendous love that is. Because often we'll only love if it's advantageous to us. But here you are saying to love as you loved us. Let that indeed be our experience, O God. Let it be our testimony. Let that light that you have shed abroad in our hearts shine out from us. So that others might take note and see that we've been with you. And that, Lord, so much has it changed and transformed us that they want to know something about it as well. We know, O God, that the world will not uh, love us. The world hated you, and so the world hates us because we are yours. But in the midst of all that, Lord, even as they nailed you to the cross, you were saying, Father, forgive. Your light was shining brightly even then. Let our light so shine. That in the midst of misunderstanding in the midst of confusion, even in the midst of persecution, that we can, with a sweet spirit, say, Father, forgive. They don't know what they're doing. But you have gripped our hearts and our lives, and here we are, 2,000 years after you walked on the earth, still proclaiming your name, still praising your name, and still seeking to see men and women born into your kingdom. Help us, O oh God. Help us. For we need your help so much in these days. Help us to live as you would have us live. Because we ask it in that precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.